Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. God bless you, Elder Zane. God bless you, Dr. Dean. Praise the Lord. Shall I say Elder Deneen? Hmm? <laughs> Anything you like, sir. <laughs> well, no, not not really. <laughs> not, yeah, no, no, not really. But we know what what to be true, amen. <laughs> so, uh, how are you all this evening? Good. And you? Um, I'm I'm uh, blessed, as they say, and uh, it's true. And I've been out all day since um. I left the house this morning at 9.30, and uh, we got back here at um, uh, about 7. Uh-huh. So, um, it's been a very long day. Very yeah. uh, long day. Yes, Lots of is. things going on, lots of, thing hap- lots of things happening in, <coughs> in people's lives. Yes. Um, thank God for you. Uh, Elder Jank, would you offer a prayer, please? Yes. Dear Lord, just we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again to bring discussion about things of the kingdom. Lord, we just ask that this would be glorifying and giving you honor and all praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So um, tonight's the round table, and uh, if you've noticed for quite some time, I've been just doing a free flow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, ask you, first of all, thank you for being on the call, <coughs> and uh, then ask you, um, is there something that you want to discuss, and if if, uh, if you don't have anything, then I'm going to... Uh, bring up something, but uh, give you the first opportunity for uh, anything to discuss as it pertains to uh, leadership. Anyone? I have something. Excited to hear what you have to say. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) What did you say? I said, I don't have anything. I was Waiting on you to come up with something. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, you guys set me up. So let's <laughs> let's continue to talk about um, pastoring, as we did last week. Right. Um. Since you both been around, since you both have walked closely, 
the pastors, remember this is how the conversation began last week. Um, how do you see, what do you see as um, the uh, need of pastoring um, at VTI at this point versus uh, what you've been used to? I mean, are there some, uh, whoever's going to walk in these shoes, what do you think their priority should be at VTI mm. based on what you know um, at VTI? Well, number one, uh, pastor needs to be someone who not only reads and knows the word, but also has a good prayer life as well. Yes. Thereby getting the mind of God on all matters and not dealing in the flesh. Amen. Anything else? Well, that's it for now. Denise? VTI, VTI. I actually think what what, uh, um, Elder Shank said actually goes across the board for anyone, actually. (laughs) We should all be uh, that type of saint. But... um, so uh, as to pastors in specific, I really cannot uh, say because we all should have a, a good prayer life. We all should, uh, you know, uh, have the word in our heart. But, you know, some people are more scholars than others are. Um, so, but uh, I believe God is going to equip whoever needs to. Take care. He said he gives the pastors after their own heart, so uh, he's going to give a, a pastor that, you know, has a, has a God's mindset for VTI, I guess you would say, because every ministry is not the same. So what, what the one down the uh, street needs it may not be what we need. All right. Yeah, so both of you uh, know. There's been uh, some confusion uh, concerning all this discussion about pastoring, about me not pastoring. Um, what is your uh, what's your uh, response, or what what would you? say at this point this should be done I mean you know if you suggest a, uh, you may uh, even uh, reply to this question say well we need to have a meeting to uh, expound upon it and explain it what do you think would help any uh, other confusion anybody else sitting in there not understanding uh, what, you know, 
has been mentioned and said. We've had a couple of people externally come in there and say that Lindell Nelson, Debbie Gottlin, etc., uh, etc. Et How do you think it should be addressed at uh, VTI? Uh, I guess kind of like in a, a couple ways. Uh, maybe one, you have you know, because sometimes people may have questions and they don't like to. Uh, maybe voice them right there in the midst. You know, some people had a bonus, some don't. So maybe like a box and you could say, okay, well, this week if you have a question regarding, uh, you know, the pastoral shift that's going to be changing here, you know, put put your questions, put your concerns in this box and then on that, you don't have to put your name on them. And then on that day we're going to address uh, those questions. So that way, you know, no one's necessarily identified and, you know, it doesn't, uh, they don't find out that, it's not like, say, for instance, just for using an example, uh, oh, so my name, I have a question, you know, what do you mean you're not going to be a pastor? So if I put that in a box, you're not going to know necessarily that I did it unless you just know the particular sentence that I put or something like that. So that way if a person has a question, Maybe they may not be identified specifically because maybe they weren't bold enough to say, I don't understand what's going on and, you know, I think I'm going to leave, you know, if this happens or if this person becomes a pastor or something like that. Uh, it probably needs to uh, be explained so don't lose any other members or there is no more misunderstanding because uh, a lot of times I, I saw in the past is that when um, – when when ministers come into a congregation and they release a word or something like that, then maybe uh, like a few days later, that pastor may address it, you know, because maybe they did hear some chatter that it was some confusion, and then the pastor has to go back and and uh, explain what what the real transition or or what it meant, because some people don't always know. Uh, what it means. That's just like when we went to um, the church on that particular Sunday and we took the congregation and you spoke. Well, you know, after she left, when her her Bible study came up, she had to address some of those questions um, from the words that you released or whatever. And, you know, she was in agreement with you, but she had to explain it to her people. You know, Who are you uh, referring to? Who are you referring to? When we went to Pastor Burgess Church. I can't remember exactly oh. what it is, but some of the words oh, that she, you, she, you she really? said or whatever. And then that Thursday oh. when she went back to Bible study, uh, the people had some concerns or they had questions or they didn't understand. And, oh, they did. you know, because she has a lot of people that are unchurched. She had a lot of what she calls street people. So they don't they don't understand some things. So she had to explain some things to her. To, I to didn't them. know that. So she was in yeah, agreement with the information that you had released, but she had to go back because of her her ministry, because of the congregation that she has. So you yeah. have a totally different congregation. All your people you have, are all of them are church, if I could say that, you know. Uh, all of them are church. Where she has, only ones that are church are probably her children that are in that church. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So the other ones, she had to explain some things to them or whatever, address 
uh, you know, their questions, maybe the prophecies that you released to them or whatever, she had to go back and explain to them. Thank you for the insight. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. And, and that nor, point, do I, nor do I remember anything that was said there. <laughs> I don't remember everything. I think when I spoke to her, she had, had told me some of the things or whatever, and, but she said she just explained it because she let me, let me know that she was in agreement with what you said, and but, um, you know, she had a lot of people that were unchurched, so she had to explain some, some things to them. Yeah. Okay. That is a, um, it's a good uh, possibility, right? Some anonymous questions. Right. Because we would do that sometimes before the meetings. Look, we have this, this is coming up, uh, you know, submit your questions that you may have and, you know, put them in this box and then we're going to open them up or put them in this basket like they would send a basket around, like, write your question, here's a sheet of paper, so it kind of looks alike or whatever. But, you know, it didn't make a difference. But they were like, put it in this basket, and then they would pull it out, you know. And uh, by us being a little bit smaller, you might want to have, uh, you know, a box up there beforehand, like, we're going to discuss this on on this day. We're going to have a, a saints meeting or whatever. If you have a question, put it in this box. And I'm going to pull them out the night before, whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you know, I can have an a answer available for you. So that way, if you have people that look like they understand it, but really they don't understand it, they would get an understanding. Or be in disagreement with it, yes. Right. <laughs> that too. But I did go there. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think that's. That's one way uh, of handling that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I don't know, maybe uh, because we uh, know some specific, maybe making a call that person say, hey, come back and, you know, to this meeting that we're going to have. And, you know. <sighs> Very good. Elder anything? Well, uh, I guess following along the means. Uh, Line of thought. I, I'm just thinking that we've had two relatively unchurched people hang around for a while, and then something happens, and they and they do not know how to take it, and right. they they uh, leave without getting an understanding or a feeling for what what's going on. Uh, I just think that uh, sometimes new people uh, need more instruction, uh, maybe even privately, uh, so that they may get a better understanding of what what church life is supposed to be. Yes, so true. So true. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I, I cannot think of anything right now. Well, I'll take it all into consideration, and uh, I'm going to reach out and uh, attempt to contact uh, um, um, the sister that I want to mention the name on here because it's recorded. Um, yes. Uh, 
needs to be some more communication. Um, um, so, uh, in reference to that pastoring idea, that, that thought, um, I just don't understand how, well, I, yes, I do, but how, uh, somebody can uh, think that, uh, we're just going to shut down, but, um, I'm not, I, I'll say this to you, saints, there's some people that have been in church for a long time. Uh, 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 around church for a long time and I'm st- still not too sure if they understand the difference between uh, EMFI and VTI. Yes. And I think one of the points of confusion is that uh, on the outside window of the uh, 660 on the one side they just need to say headquarters and maybe on the other side, you know, Victory Temple, um, because there's some confusion. There's some people even doing some administrative things that are still confusing the idea of what's the difference. And um, you know, I have to take respons- I have to take responsibility for uh, for that. Uh, to me, it was good that. Uh, most of the people that came, or at least the people came from EMFI the same night uh, on the 22nd, I think, of April, um, during the celebration, uh, so that people could at least get a visual interpretation of <clears throat> this is the fellowship, EMFI fellowship. <sighs> Nevertheless, um, the pastors uh, work and pastoral transition here um, is a kind of a delicate situation. And uh, I'll just say this without trying to confuse anyone. You know, I, I believe the Lord's going to place somebody in that position, and I'm just not going—I'm just not, not going to give a name. <clears throat> the Lord's going to place somebody in that uh, position. Uh, for some people, though, when you've been their pastor all their life, you know they have a hard time understanding or accepting. What do you, what do you mean you're not going to be the pastor anymore? And I think a lot of times that. This uh, goes back, or lack of understanding or ignorance of what's happening, goes back to the fact that some people don't attend Bible class when we're discussing things. Yes. Concerning apostolic, you know, they're just coming in, they're catching something on a Sunday, or maybe a special uh, night a guest is coming, and they prophesy. But when there's an opportunity for um, explanations and questions to be asked and uh, so on and so forth, things clarified on Bible class night, uh, they're not there and so they don't get the gist of what's happening. <clears throat> and uh, for the most part, I think everybody that attends uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday has, an under, for the most part, has an understanding of <clears throat> what's happening. 
Uh, Denise, if I were to ask you um, right now on the spot, what do you uh, understand the uh, um, this apostolic slash pastoral transition meaning uh, there? How would you describe it if you were asked? If somebody well, walked I, up to you and asked, I, I understand it, and, and I, I hope would you I tell explained them? it to the other person that. Uh, it's just we had we had we were we had two different ministries that we were trying to work at one time, and we're at a point that it has to be divided out because they're for two different reasons. One is a, uh, you know a church for people to come there on a regular rate, a regular basis uh, to be fed, to be led, and then in the side is a it's a connection of partners that are in the ministry that can you go to each other for assistance and help and you know as they uh, you know work in their own uh, ministry. So it's two different services that are being provided, and at one point it was just being manhandled by one team. Whereas now it's able to expand out and different uh, people are able to, you know, come into those positions. Now our partners can assist with the ministry <coughs> part of it while the, the church members can hold down the church portion of it, you know. So, you know, for a you know, quick overview, that's kind of a short version of, of what I explained, you know, previously. That it's just a two different ministries that are that are breaking off, but you know we're still up under that umbrella. It's just that we're going to have different uh, job functions under it now, or uh, only a few people might have double duty and you know work in the church and work in you know the the, the ministry portion of it. But there are going to be some that probably just work full time for the church. Yes, very good. Today I um, sent an email on Shank. I don't know if you saw it or Sister Shank saw it, authorizing Shana to start giving, you know, the $100 a month to EMFI and mailing it to the P.O. Box. Right. I, I saw that. Yes, and, um, you know, starting this month so that the other ministries will see that, uh, you know, what I've asked we're doing. Yes. And uh, thus far, I uh, only know of two ministries that said that they're going to do it. Those ministries are here in Cleveland and one outside of uh, the state that uh, understand that it's been asked of them, and I, I think they're going to uh, do it. I'm referring to Pastor. Um, uh, Linville. Pastor Hickson um, is getting ready to uh, dial in. Just FYI, oh, Pastor Hickson is here. Thank you very much. You can see. How do you see? No, how do you see? We've been Facebooking each other, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you for um, mentioning that for me, so I know what I'm saying. I, I know what not to say. Um. Okay, I'll change the direction of this discussion in that. Uh, nevertheless, um just want to share with you 
that there's going to be a couple of times that we're, we may have to uh, have service early again. God bless you, uh, Pastor Hickson. God bless you, sir. How are you this evening? I'm I'm good. A little wet, but uh, got caught in the rain, but I'm good. All is well. <clears throat> a belated happy uh, Mother's Day to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, as I was going to, let me just say this. There's coming a couple of times here, thanks, that uh, we may have to have service maybe an hour early or something like that because, uh, or um, somehow adjust or adapt because of the things, some things that are coming on uh, in, in June and um, in September. Nevertheless, uh, uh, Pastor Hickson, we've, we were talking about uh, pastoring again. Okay, good. Um a little different twist, I guess. It's, the discussion is kind of um, kind of open uh, since um, you know, as we who we who were on the call from VTI, we were just kind of centering it in on uh, VTI. You know, a transition occurring here in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mentioned last night in uh, class <coughs> that um. <coughs> Excuse me. That in the New Testament, uh, the word pastoring is only mentioned one time, and yet uh, the uh, office of pa- of the pastor is the most prominent, prevalent office in Christ- Christendom. That's hmm. true. And it's only mentioned one time in all the other evangelism, prophecy. Uh, uh, the apostle, uh, even teaching, is mentioned more in the New Testament than pastoring is. That's um, Is there a possibility, saints? Uh, maybe there's nothing wrong. Maybe there's nothing wrong at all. But I just propose to you, is there a possibility that maybe we're not following the right uh, design? And the body of Christ, that uh, the model that Christ wants us to have, because because um, for example, some uh, pastors per se, some may be apostles, but of course, uh, you know we have so many in Christians that don't believe in apostles. Some of the uh, uh, pastors may be prophets, maybe, 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 uh, possibly should have been a prophet, because when people have a prophetic word, it gathers people to them, and then they think that they should pastor. Uh-huh. And perhaps some of them should be evangelizing and not be stationary in a local assembly. But again, pastoring is a prevalent. Most most prevalent uh, office in church. Is there um, any thoughts on what I said, or maybe it's just right the way it is? Any thoughts? Yes, I, I think you are absolutely correct, and I think that that is uh, one of the reasons that we have so many of the problems we have 
in churches now is because people are out of place. Um, I, I wasn't aware or I'd forgotten that <clears throat> the pastor is only mentioned once, but that's a very good point that there there is a reason for that. There's nothing <coughs> haphazard about the word. And I'm not going to take up the whole conversation, but um, no, 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 please, please don't excuse yourself. Just continue to talk, please. Um, during when I, I first began in ministry, uh, the church I was a part of, we were all um, pretty much at the same state. We were finding out what our gifts were and how to operate, and it was, it was, it, that kind of uh, church has never been duplicated anywhere that I've been. Um, but there is, and I'm sure probably everybody has heard of this book, the, oh, what is it, the new Complete Wineskin, something about the wineskin. And in this book, they laid it out that the person that people come to, they come to the church and they're asking for the pastor. But what they really are asking for, though they don't know it, is the apostle. The apostle is the one who is out front. That's the the example, the layout in the Bible. And as you say, in the, in the New Testament, and nowhere in the teaching and, and all of the other gifts and stuff, pastor really isn't prominent because, as, as funny as it's going to sound, is because pastors are not prominent. They're kind of squeezed in the middle, my opinion, squeezed in the middle between prophet, um, apostles and prophets. And they, they, you know, the apostle sets the, the groundwork, if you will. The prophet works with the apostle to make sure things are going right. And then, um, then the pastor just sort of keeps the people together and teaches but I was reading an article about um, – I'm sorry, I'm hearing an echo. I don't hear anything. Okay, is is that – okay, I don't hear it now. Um, I was reading an article about why why your pastor left or why pastors leave, and they get overwhelmed – because they're doing a job that's not theirs. Amen. And I'm I'm really glad for this discussion because um the the phrase that has been going around so uh often now is stay in your lane. And what we are doing is we're just we're crossing lanes and to have this discussion like out in the open or to really start um challenging the church 
would just, it, it's like shooting a sacred cow. You know, I'm the pastor. What do you mean I'm in the background? Well, because that's what we have done. I don't know where or when or why it started, but, yeah, we're kind of in a mess as far as that goes. <laughs> Very good. <coughs> Excuse me. Anybody else want to comment or continue? You or you can continue, uh, Pastor Cheryl. Anyone else want to comment? Jump in this. Well, I, I realize that you know some people are gifted to be able to do all five. You know, we, we call the people they're they're fivefold. They can do it all. You know, like. Bo does it all, you know, the sports guy or whatever. But I, I've noticed that also, um, and not everyone, but there's some people that I know that started off as, like, you know, prophets or evangelists or whatever. And then to me, when they settle down and become pastors, that anointing that they did have, to me, is not as prevalent as it was mm-hmm. before because now they're doing these other functions and maybe those are, are toning down because mm-hmm. they have to settle and, and take care of the pastoral needs or whatever. But uh, I think some are better off in the field. That, that That's my opinion. And I, I know someone now that, that, that was, they, you know, were good with the prophetic part of it and, you know, now trying to pastor and, but now they're getting called international and stuff like that. So now they have to put a a, a pastor in there an assistant pastor in there, and right. of course you want to put an assistant pastor in there. You don't want to have a rotation of ministers. You know, I, I was listening to something else, and it was saying a hireling. So you don't want a hireling in there. Someone that just, you know, they oh, this is my Sunday. I'll be at your church on this Sunday or whatever. You you got them in rotation because you know the scripture says that if you have a hireling, you know when when it, when the wolf comes after the flock, he he's gonna run. You know, right. but if you have a pastor, that shepherd is gonna stay there and, and guard the flock. So even you know, probably need to set up a system, pastor. Sometimes when you have that fivefold and you need to go out and. Maybe there's no pastor there. Maybe you need to set up a system pastor because I like something that um, Apostle Vernon Huffman said when he, he came. He said his wife does not mimic him. She echoes him or, or you know, whoever the pastor is going to be or mm-hmm. or the people that are following you, they're, they're echoing you, not mimicking you. And I thought, oh, wow, that is just so good. So mm-hmm. that's why you have to make sure who you're aligned with, you know, because I, I know there was a point in my life where I was getting frustrated by some things or whatever and I was like, okay, if I can't respect the 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 leadership here or respect things, then it was time for me to go. <laughs> if I you know, it, it was time for me to go, then you know, this is not the alignment for me any longer. So I heard something a couple of times and I was like, Okay, I'm I'm going here and I said, Lord, I don't want to be going all around but send me where, you know, I should be because he knew my heart. I, I was loyal, faithful to where I was at. So, therefore, you know, I was not a hopper, So, and I ain't got time to hop. I'm 50-something years old, and I ain't got time for that. So, you know, I need to be somewhere because I'm, I'm a federal person or whatever. Let me have that home base where I need to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> get that training. So, you know, be sent out, and then I want somewhere to go back in, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be out there on my own or trying to I'll stop there. <laughs> <I'll> stop there. <laughs> um, 
Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying what's going, going on. Uh, I think that uh, that the reason there's uh, confusion about the role of pastor and the role of the apostles and prophets is because prior prior to the activation of the prophets and the apostles, the church was only dealing with pastors and evangelists and teachers. And the function of an evangelist meant that they really they they may have had a home church where they're under under some pastor or so that the evangelists could be doing what they do, and that's to bring souls into the kingdom and to align the soul with a home church. Then they have the ability to be trained, taught, and ministered to until they move into their gifting. But the need for that was not really realized by the pastors and others in leadership because the role of the prophet is to bring correction to a uh, given body that mm-hmm. has need of correction in some ministry function. And then the apostles could come out after the prophets came out because they are the foundation and they they have the uh, function of uh, being the foundation of a church uh, even so much as a foundation of an organization and thereby they they are not exclusively pastors or prophets, but they have a gifting that transcends all of the fivefold ministry, and that means that they they are primary apostles and they carry the weight of the other gifts as well. With especially when there's the a new church being started and. Uh, when when the uh, pastors started hearing about prophets and and apostles, they started downplaying that role. Uh, many of those pastors felt threatened possibly by apostles and prophets office they uh, They took offense and uh, would do anything that they could to solidify their position without interference from apostles and prophets. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in that uh, solidifying of their position, they really missed their blessing by not inviting in uh, apostles and prophets into their fellowships. They... Uh, they were probably concerned that uh, 
apostles and prophets were trying to take over their uh, ministry, and thereby they didn't want the influence of apostles and prophets. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think, I think another um, issue is, if I can piggyback off what I said and what uh, uh, Elder Schenck is saying about that one person may have all five gifts, so the five-fold ministry. And I think sometimes the uh, congregation just depended on that person so even though the the gifts were were in other people in the house, it just it that's why one of the reasons why it was unrecognized. You you, you know you just looked at that person as your brother or sister. You were so familiar with them, like I, I don't hear nothing they have to say. It just has to come from the pastor. You know, if I hear mm-hmm. a word, it just has to come from the pastor. And and then you know no one else sprung up. But because you to me you can't tell me that you could be in a church with 10 people and it's eight prophets and you can be in church with 100 people and it's only eight prophets. <laughs> you can't tell me that. So, <laughs> you know, something wrong with that picture. There there are some more that are there that, you know, are, are not recognized, they're not, you know, not received, they're not going to be received because they only want to hear from the pastor. Right. Right. Amen. That's right. It's uh, depending on how uh, how we train um, how we train people, what we teach. For, for uh, sure, uh, Pastor, are you going to say something? Well, I I do have a question. Um, I have been listening to various um, ministers. I don't know several of them <clears throat> identify themselves as. Apostles, and I'm only saying it that way because I'm not, I don't know them, so I believe what they say. Um, but somebody pointed out that the scripture says that these gifts are all for the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body. Mm-hmm. So then when we say that the job or the assignment of the evangelist is to go out and and get people saved, basically, then that's kind of a, a contradiction to to what the Bible says. If the work is for the body, for the edification of the body. And what I've always been told is that sheep beget sheep. You know, and it's we are not to leave it to uh anyone particularly of the fivefold, but we we bring other people in by uh, by our testimony, by um, sharing, however the Lord leads to share, <laughs> and um, so I'm just wondering: has anybody else thought of that, or possible? Am I am I off on that? Well, you know, as you said, it's said, John. Protecting your saints, uh, 
work of the work of the ministry and edif- you know edifying the body of Christ. And if you look at the uh, flow of uh, the order of uh, what's mentioned there, uh, the apostle uh, is foundational and establishes the prophet uh, points gives direction and helps to make sure that the apostle doesn't become uh, legal, rigid, uh-huh. but uh, stays in the flow of the spirit. Uh-huh. The evangelist uh, reaches out. The saints. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be funny. The saints are not born saved. True. But True. So so the evangelist reaches out and brings the people in so that they can be uh, perfected uh, to do the work of the ministry and to be and for their body to be edified. And they bring them in, and who do they bring them into? Uh, they bring them into a person functioning in, in the pastoral who may be a pastoral-type prophet or a pastoral-type apostle or whatever, and I'll say something about that. And then, of course, the teacher is uh, the one that grounds, the one that uh, grounds and, uh, you know, gives the growth through teaching. And the pastor may be a, a pastoral teacher. Um, so I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it because the saints, uh, because um, in Acts chapter two, when Peter is, you know, preaching and three thousand are saved, there's a work of evangelism there. Mm-hmm. Five thousand okay. more saved. There's a work of evangelism there. Yes, he is an apostle. Yes, he's an apostle. But there's a work of evangelism because people are, you know, the word of the Lord that Amen goes forth and uh, uh, they get sealed, they get saved. And uh, uh, you know the the other ministry. What I think what's key is it doesn't say that in every church you're going to have all five of those ministries. You know, you know, you you may not have an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher in that building. They may. Some of them may be transient, meaning going to this ministry, that ministry, and depositing. But for for example, uh, myself, I'm a I'm a apostolic, prophetic, pastoral teacher. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I can if I can say it like that, and then okay. and then depending upon the anointing of God. It may be evangelistic. Okay. Um, I love to teach. I've pastored. I have. I, I believe God's given me a shepherd's heart. I was sharing with somebody um, today. that's not on this call. Um, that uh, because I know how the Lord has dealt with me and been merciful to me over my life that um, I tend to, when other people tend to see what's wrong with people, the saints, what's wrong with the saint, 
Um, I can acknowledge their wrongness when they are talking, but I don't focus on it. I focus on, you know, their grace, uh, their potential, you know, what God uh, is doing. So I tell people to be patient with them and and long-suffering with them. I believe I have a shepherd's heart, but I, and at this stage of my life, I need to go forth and do an apostolic work. Mm-hmm. I, I need to go when I'm sent. I'm not go on my own, but go as I'm sent. So I, I don't think the evangelism uh, breaks that mold uh, of the uh, saints because the saints, the saints were, they were sinners and um, uh, they're brought in to, uh, be perfected, to be mature, to grow. And I think evangelism plays a, a part. I think evangelism, um, well, I just say this, the, the apostle and the prophet have been, if people have never believed in apostles. Many people don't believe in apostles. Mm-hmm. They're um, messed up about prophets because so many prophetic folks have messed, or supposedly prophetic folks have messed up people. And evangelism has been hit with the religious uh, appeal. Right. In other words, you know, every uh, uh, lady called to ministry is an evangelist or a missionary. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's just been so much uh, uh, inaccurate teaching on the on those uh, governmental uh, offices that has caused all kinds of distortions in the uh, in churches and. Um, I th- believe, I think one of the things that God is doing in this last day is uh, he's attempting to bring order into the church uh, because his order precedes his presence. Now, a lot of people going into churches, you know, looking for the presence of God. Uh, God is looking for the or- for his order that he establishes so that his presence, his presence may uh, uh, be... Uh, not limited, and so there's glory comes uh, in the midst, uh, which is something that I preached at um, uh, Pastor Toffee's church. But nevertheless, you know, God's looking for order. And basically what we're talking about uh, tonight in one sense is talking about uh, order, uh, what I just term is apostolic order, scriptural yes. order. Uh, that's what we're yes. really discussing. Yes. And things have, and things have gotten out of order. God's trying to bring put his church back in uh back in uh uh order, if you will. Um just say this, I know Paul um in the book of Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty eight or whatever, he's talking to those Ephesians Ephesian elders. And uh Paul even uh, mentioned to Titus and Timothy and etc. you know, to go into uh these places and you know, establish uh establish these ministries and and, and uh you know I I use the word consecrate elders. There was a there was a plurality of leadership in the New Testament church. The New yes. Testament there was no uh what's not taught uh, uh uh because we don't believe what we read I think is we teach a one man or one woman authoritative uh ru- rulership Right. Or, or eldership in churches when uh, uh, the New Testament was established by a plurality of, uh, uh, of yeah. eldership. 
and um, of course somebody has to have somebody has to have the last say, and you know we can even see that in Acts chapter fifteen when they were uh, you know when people were trying to get uh, folks saved through uh, circumcision and all this uh, stuff and whatever, and and uh, Paul and Peter and uh, the apostles and whatever and others gathered together at the Jerusalem Council. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that uh, uh, James stood up. And, you know, they, Peter had his say and others had their say. James stood up and said such and such and such and such. And nobody commented. They were all satisfied. And the reason why is the apostle James was also the pat was also the leader, if you will, what we would call the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. He had, he had the final he had the final say, although they had plurality of leadership. I believe God wants to bring this back, where we have plurality of uh, leadership, and I think, Pastor Cheryl, that's the kind of uh, scenario that you may have described when you first began to talk, right? You said yeah. you never, you haven't seen it. No, you haven't seen it anyplace else. It, 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 am I at least in the right ballpark? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It uh, it was completely completely different because we were we we acknowledged the leadership, um, the what we were used to calling the pastor we began to acknowledge as the apostle. I was the pastor, uh, and and so people were confused because, you know, we were trying to get it in order. So, you know, well, there's apostle, but then there's Pastor Cheryl, so which one do we go to, you know? And so uh, we finally kind of got that in order, and, and the way that it felt to me was that I was the uh, interpreter of the apostle to the people, and then I would bring the concerns of the people to the apostle. And, uh, you know, we had kind of a flow there, but we did things like um, we had a, a circle. We would just put our chairs in a circle and and pray and worship and just have a a time of quiet and ask or find out if the Lord had a word, if anyone, you know, had a word from God that they needed to share. And for me personally, I don't know if it's a gift, discernment, I don't know what you actually call it, but I always know that God has spoken to someone and I usually know who it is. I just don't know what he said. And so we were in this circle this particular evening, and, and we went through the prayer and worship. And I knew that the Holy Ghost had said something to my brother. And so I asked him, what did you hear the Lord say? And he said, well, I didn't. I didn't hear anything, and I got irritated because, like, I know you did. I know you heard something, but then um, I didn't say that out loud, but that's how I felt. Um, 
And so then um, the Holy Ghost spoke to me, and he said, ask him what did he perceive. And so when I asked him that, he said, oh, well, I perceive such and such and so and so. So we were we were just all figuring out who we were, how the spirits flowed, um, you know, just finding out together, and it, and it 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 was awesome. There was no, it was in fact plurality of leadership, and um, it was in order. But if my brother who is anointed prophet. If he had something to say, we all listened. Um, if I had something to say, we all listened. When apostle had something to say, we all listened. It, it was. It, it I believe it was. The the model of the church in the Book of Acts. We were new at it. But we were all learning together, and there was never any conflict. There was never any conflict. Amen. And I think I mean, that. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Were you were you finished? Yes, I'm finished. I think that uh, uh, even in the book of uh, Exodus, um when uh, Jethro comes and talks to uh, Moses, I think he's try- attempting to establish that uh, also because uh, Jethro was trying, I mean, that Moses was trying to do everything by himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, some people say that what Jethro gave him was not wise. I, I'm in disagreement. But he was trying, he was basically saying, you know, uh, set up, you know, uh, people gave them the spiritual qualifications and gave them the parameters of uh, their authority. Some deal with thousands and some deal with tens, some deal with hundreds uh, based on, you know, their authority and ability. Right. And uh, I think, uh, I believe the Lord is really attempting to uh, bring things back in order. And uh, one of the things he, one of the things I think the Holy Spirit has, has done in this last day uh, is to reestablish the office of the apostle and the prophet. And I know that uh, men have gotten involved to try to uh, add themselves to it when they weren't uh, requested to be participate in it. I mean, some people have not been called to it, but they've added themselves to it. Uh, so there is, uh, and that's bringing a lot of confusion, but I really believe the Lord is attempting to uh, reestablish the apostle and the prophet back uh, into uh, the body of Christ so that, so that his order and perfecting of the saints, et cetera, et cetera, would uh, be established. And uh, just to say this, everything is not really centered around, uh, everything is not really centered around the pastor. This was just what I tried to say, and I'll say it now in a very simple form, although that's the mentality of uh, most church people. Uh, and that's because we're ignorant of uh, the roles of uh, what God has called uh, in the other offices, the governmental offices. Anyone else? Anybody on the call? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the other night, uh, I think it was Tuesday night, you know, you heard, did you, Pastor Cheryl, did you just hear Janine laugh there? Yes, yes, I did. You hear her laugh in the background? Yes. So, uh, you know, she does that, she does that infrequently. I, I was about to say very often, but I just say infrequently. Okay. On, tu- on Tuesday night, you know, I just asked her to, you know, do something, you know, I, I'll, it wasn't simple, but, you know, I asked her to do something. And uh, when it was all over, I stood there with Elder Shank, and I said, now, to, I was very serious, although she to, maybe attempted to laugh it off a little bit. I said, that was very pastoral of you, mm-hmm. of how you, you know, just dealt with uh, everything there. And uh, uh, I just, I'm saying that uh, to say because, you know, I think that's one of the areas that uh, with the help of the Lord, she can do. Um, Amen. And so um, you have to, I'm, I'm not trying to insinuate that there should not be pastors. Of course there should. But like somebody said on the call, you got to know how to stay in your lane. Amen. And you got to know what your lane is. And the only way you can know that is the Holy Spirit has revealed God has revealed that to you. Amen. We have uh, in uh, I'm not going to talk I'm not going to talk forever, but we have in the uh, Book of Acts, uh, we have uh, uh, Philip, who um, I think it was Philip was a deacon, and then. Uh, you find him, I think, in the eighth chapter of Acts. He's Philip the Evangelist. The Bible says. Mm-hmm. The Bible does not give us any background, detailed background, about how that transition came. It must have been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. And uh, so, you know, you may a person may function in a uh, call and then God uh, shifts you and I just use that word shift you transition you into something else after a period of time or season and it's not about whether people like it or not who that's, that's not important it's about pleasing God and doing what God says people <laughs> and people will not un, people will not understand uh, some of them will not understand I thought you was a deacon right no, the Lord's called me to do. You don't have you, you, some people. You don't some people. You shouldn't waste your time even uh, explaining to some folks because of their. And you have to discern their motive for asking. They may be trying to say really something else that they don't want to verbalize. Any comments on this? Um, it's getting late. Any comments? No. No. Janine? No comments. She's not laughing. Okay, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> Pastor Cheryl, you want to have last words uh, for this uh, call? I hope something. I hope for all of us that there was something uh, edifying that somebody said. Uh, help us to think. Uh, uh, Pastor Cheryl, you want to have last words or comments on this call? Well, I, I, I'm very happy for this discussion uh, because it is something that needs to be challenged 
in in the body we the church has gotten way off track um and and there are some sacred cows that we do need to uh put on the barbecue pit <laughs> um you know and it bothers people because people don't like change and we tend to worship tradition instead of worshiping God himself and we do need to start to um examine ourselves get back to the word and see what does the word say about it and yes. uh, when we do that i believe god is going to it'll be easier if I can say for God to reestablish his order, I believe he's going to open the eyes of leadership, first of all, so that they can begin to bring that word to the people and uh, things get shifted around the way they should be. Yes, I uh, tomorrow night I, I believe I've been called to, uh, uh, I believe God wants to initiate something or start something where I have to go and uh, just solicit your y'all's prayers. I do believe with you. Amen. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying do I will you, be there now. <laughs> oh, you will now? Yes. Do you know where it's at? Yes, I do. Been there many times. Okay. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember Bishop Burdett then? Definitely. Okay, amen, amen. Amen. Um, we thank the Lord. Uh, I welcome your I welcome your support. Don't sit in the back. <laughs> and, and maybe for another subject, maybe uh, next week we can uh, deal with. I I don't know if we're going to have a, you know, like all of a sudden everybody wants to be a bishop. Even these like young guys, you know, all of them are bishops now. I think to me, I feel that the the term now everybody's going to be trying to run to is apostle. Right. Oh, oh, okay. So, what's what's the topic you're thinking about? Maybe uh, uh, you know, bishop titles. Maybe before your time, because it seemed like it was so popular. But now, with the apostles and prophets being reestablished, you know, I don't know. Maybe that and dealing with some of the other titles that are in the Bible, elder, overseer, or whatever. You know. And I'm glad you said that because my uh, question also was going to be what is an elder, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I hope we do follow through with that next week. It's very, very interesting. Uh, well, you, you guys are, excuse the expression, you guys are dealing with some needy stuff, some needy topics. <laughs> because, there, yes, there is a lot of confusion about um, uh, that uh Elder Shane, can I can I use you as an example from last night? Just to I think we can save it. Please save it because it'll start a whole other conversation. <laughs> Let's just write it down. Let's just write it down. <laughs> so, Pastor Shore, do you hear do you hear her laughing again? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, uh Anybody have any last words? Yeah. I've, just like to say that uh, all apostles are elders, but not all elders are apostles. 
So if you wanted to start from some place, uh, Pastor Cheryl, uh, you might you might uh, look to uh, I, I guess the first few chapters of the book of Acts and see what it says there. I guess. All right. Bam. As a bullseye. Amen. That's that's true. Amen. All all apostles are elders. Amen. Well, that's just like all pastors are preachers, but all not all preachers are pastors. So, like I said, well, we can go to a whole other subject. We can go to a whole other conversation here. <laughs> and 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 um, I don't want to continue talking about it. The thing, uh, um, when you said that, I said to myself, "Well, some some pastors are just teachers; they're not preachers." That's right. Although, I guess we have to take a look at what the word preaching means. Exactly. It means exactly means to proclaim, and I guess I'm proclaiming if I'm teaching. But there's, you know, uh-huh. we need to go. We need to go back to the root word. It's, uh, let me say this: yeah. it's like we like we said last night in Acts one and eight. The word witness in the Greek means martyr. Yes. Opposition and and persecution. And we've uh, grown up thinking that the word witness means that somebody standing outside has not tracked. Right. But it's um, uh, more uh, serious than that. But uh, So we need to go back. Yes, Denise, we'll, uh, if, if you all if you all remind me, I'll, uh, we, we can deal with that. It's a very good uh, subject clarification because at least we should know what we're, we're talking about together. Amen. Uh, any other any other comments? Yes, I know you guys got some more comments, but it's too late to discuss them. Because <laughs> really, you got some more. To, you really have some more to say, don't you, Pastor Cheryl? I sure do, but <laughs> but the hour is late, and so yes. Did you need anything else? No, sir. <laughs> I'm making notes now for next week. Oh, Shay. <laughs> I'm good. I think uh, maybe I should maybe I should start going on Periscope. I was going to ask you that. I sure was. Start going what, sir? (laughs) To go on Periscope and start. uh, Oh. Okay. You should do that. You should do that. (laughs) I love Periscope. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you stuck your foot out there. So, <laughs> Amen. We thank the Lord. Amen. We thank the Lord for your uh, 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 diligence to be on the call tonight, and we pray that God was uh, blessed and glorified, and that what we said was accurate. And we ask Him uh, to forgive us if we said anything out of uh, ignorance or in error or incorrectly we ask for his forgiveness and uh we certainly want his clarification and uh, his truth uh concerning mm-hmm. himself and his word going to ask um Janine would you please dismiss us with prayer Father, Heavenly Father, uh, we come to you. Thank you for one more time of our gathering, Lord God. We ask that uh, what we have heard on tonight, that it resonates within us, Lord God, that it 
that we understand it properly, Lord God, and if we do have questions, that we won't be shy about it and ask those questions so that we have a clear understanding and everything we get, you know, get a good understanding, and that's what we want, Lord God, in order to have a good understanding, it will go along with uh, pure thoughts and, you know, uh, pure training people and, and a pure flow, Lord God, as we present the gospel to everyone else, as we present teaching to everyone else, as we proclaim the gospel to everyone else, Lord God, as we reach out to people, Lord God, that we will have a pure flow, Lord God, and an understanding of your mind that you would have us to to uh, demonstrate uh, through us, Lord God. So we ask that you bless everyone on this phone call on tonight, Lord God, and give them a sweet rest, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you. We look forward, if God wills, to uh, see you next uh, Thursday. Pray for us tomorrow night. There in Indiana. Amen. And I'm sorry, what? I'm saying I'm just identifying you in Indiana. I'm just asking you to pray for us tomorrow night. Oh, what I thought I heard you say was Gary, Indiana. Okay. (laughs) No. Okay, all right. Amen. Bless you all. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit.